This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And it's, oh, a swale, which is halkamelum for hello. And um, that's the local language in Vancouver. And uh, it's, it's, it's on my list, right? This is, it's, a, it's important. Why? Because it, you know, valuing others, valuing yourself. <laughs> uh, okay, so topic. Before I go off topic, uh, topic is the um, transition between the between scenes, and so get more into that. In in the past, I've talked about transitions. Like in other episodes, I've talked about transitions between scenes uh, more to do with um, the details. I think my favorite is, you know, you end a scene on a snow globe and then inside the snow globe is the Eiffel Tower. And then you start the next scene, could be the next chapter, and then... You know, you've got, um, you're actually in Paris, it's snowing, and there's the Eiffel Tower. Uh, so that, that's, that's a form of transition, but uh, that is, say, visual, and, you know, that's nice, and artsy-crafty, but uh, where my mind is at is the transition between, um, uh, like, say, plot and uh, structure, narrative structure. Uh, and of course, people are going to disagree, but say, if, if we're talking about structure, and if we're talking about formal structure, rather than say, you know, fast and loose, and you know, guns blazing, and who cares, um, versus uh, a structuralist uh, viewpoint of the transition. So, I'm I'm pitching to you. I'm saying, hey, uh, if if a scene and however you want to define a scene, like say if a, if a chapter is a scene, uh, uh, you know, say with a it's a different unique setting, it's or it's a different um, action, or it's happening at a different time, um, something different is happening uh, potentially that scene or chapter can have a three-act structure. And um, if you're treating it like, a say, a short story, you know, your chapter, your scene is a short story, and um, imposing three-act structure or some kind of structural form just to allow some breathing room as you hyperventilate and go, oh, you know, what are you talking about? <laughs> Don't you just write it and then fix up the grammar? In your dreams, buddy. In your dreams. So say, okay, uh, if we are going down that route and we are imposing uh, this three-act structure, what happens is, uh, with three-act structure, is that you're coming in off of a, a high, right? A high note. The first act uh, starts off, you know, it's an up and it's falling down. Then it rises in this second act. Middle of second act starts falling to the crisis and then rises to the climax in the final third act. The, the point that I'm at as far as, say, thinking about this, this is the ongoing, um, the balance between uh, just, just raw creativity and the architecture or the mechanics of it. Um, Looking at it as as machinery, <gasps> outrageous! It's art, <laughs> but even art, you know. Come on, if we're talking about painting, there's a huge amount of mechanics going on. Um, even if you're subverting it, you're still utilize like you're still you know rejecting the. Um... But moss isn't it rejection? Well, anyways, I'll keep going. So, I, I'm talking about a bridge that happens between the end of a scene and the, the beginning of the next scene. 
And two, again, we don't have to do this, but this is part of the conversation, the ongoing conversation um, that exists, right? That say, you know, if we're going to be talking about it, if we're going to be talking about improvement, if we're going to be talking about expectation, like say, well, what is it that defines um, a pleasing moment, right? Versus the contrasting, you know, a jarring moment. So let's start off with the... Oh. <laughs> okay, no, no. Okay. I, have, I have, you know, other other opinions at work. All right, okay. We'll just give it to this to this side, this mischievous side of myself, and that. Um, let's try. You know, we're ending. You know, we're ending one scene or chapter, and we're ending. Uh, if we're doing the three-act structure, we're ending on a high note, it's, you know, climax, denouement, it's, you know, it's over, happy ending, right? Um, unless we're doing a tragic arc, but bear with me, unbearable as it is. So we've ended on a high note, and, you know, my, my subconscious wants to try, at the moment is suggesting, you know, let's do it opposite, let's... Uh, Let's do a tragic arc. So, you know, we have this positive arc, we're ending on this positive note, and then this next um, chapter or scene, we're starting off with the, the a negative. And the transition between those, you know, say two moments, those two pieces, that it, it is jarring because we're sort of, oh, okay, so you know, commercial break, you know, and everything seemed to be going great. Okay, good. And then we start off and, you know, death, murder, mayhem, um, assassination, uh, you know, sort of the people are kicked out of their place, you know, disease, someone dies, uh, and so on and so forth. And, you know, that's jarring. And um, versus the contrast, if we're just linking up, um, you know, say two, three-act structures, in the old term, it would be, you know, terminology would be comedic structures, um, dramatic, let's say, right? So we've got, you know, that each chapter is, is just this um, ongoing rhythm of rising and falling and rising and falling. My, my, my thought in getting to this point, just starting talking about it, is that the... Um, that say that the climaxes with this rising and falling, the climaxes are always, um, they're, it's, a, it's a false success, you know, because we end, but that success, it, it sort of, it falls right away. Um, that we're, you know, starting at this high point and then we're descending once again. So it's this ongoing rhythm, rising and falling, rising and falling. And that's one way of doing an entire narrative like say that the structure it's just you know hills and valleys hills and valleys and and then there's this contrast of you know what if you end on a hill and then start you know your next chapter scene you're starting in the valley right and i'm saying you know it's kind of like a cliff it's kind of like you plummet and it's shock and then um you know, and then and then you're climbing up the hill, and uh, instead of you know this gentle progression, so it's an inter interesting way of thinking of um, how transition between scenes can affect the uh, experience for the reader, <laughs> the reader, the agent, the editor, the publisher, the reviewer. And, and of course, you know, this is part of the great departure where, you know, people will get upset and they'll leave the room, right? He's like, no, no, it's magic. <laughs> I, I don't want to see how the illusion works. Um, me too, but it, it, you know, it's part of, it's part of the process. And, and, and I think it was one episode I was talking about how, in a way, it does become like, magic or it becomes like science that say people don't understand 
you're watching somebody doing astrophysics physics and uh you know quantum you know mechanics and it's like um, so there's this there's this question of of the transition of the bridge is it a broken bridge and uh there is a sort of a childlike delight you know a wonderment of you know you have these blocks of scene you know these you know pieces of three-act structure and what happens when you you know flip you know cha you know change one block and two what is what defines a block i found myself watching this video about uh, tile tiling tiles and it's falling apart as i mention it but uh i remember it was it, it had to do with mathematics and this the, these rules imposed upon the tiles that um that you had to do them in a certain certain way that there was rule it's kind of like rules to the game and uh there's more to it than that if if i can if i can recall the full um the full video uh, i'll uh, yeah mention that as i'm talking i'm thinking oh, i got to go out for a walk it's uh 6 in the morning and we're, we're we've moved into you know dark six o'clock is dark and just a little while ago it's you know sunshine uh yeah so it's moving the direction of the door it almost feels like one of one of these um one of these recordings one of these episodes where it's uh it's it's ending it's it's i mean it's ended already i've already i've already said what is supposed to be um... <laughs> there's nothing left to say but there's always something left to say all right so we're heading out and oh so clear clear sky it's strange how it can be dark and yet it's morning but you know Best not to think too much. Ah. <laughs> there we go. Okay. This is uh, there's the space station. I was talking with my nephew. Uh, yeah, it was just yesterday, and I mentioned to my nephew that we're going back or nasa is going back up to the moon uh next year year after and i just mentioned about the moon uh station moon space station and then his response was uh he goes i think it's just a dream at this point and i was like well, you know you're you're pretty neat you know the you know what is it the brilliance of uh the brilliance of childhood i don't know but it's true you know until it happens you know it's still a dream but i also think that <laughs> just from remembering that you know in your childhood you see things you sort of it's this collage of of words and that there's this communication but i'm anyways you know what i'm talking about Okay, so transition and why why play that game? Why have these blocks? Why why look at it like that? You think of it like Lego, and that we're taking these moments and we're stacking them, we're you know connecting them, we're creating um, structure through repetition of moments. Um, it's one way of looking at it, and it's one way of interacting with narrative. Are there other ways? Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm just guessing, but you've probably had where 
say you're starting off and you're, you're just right. It's this wild experience and who knows where you're going to go versus I was just talking with another writer on Twitter and they said, you know, oh, it takes forever to do their first draft. Which is that they are editing and they're in the terrain of the three, three draft um, pretty much, in my opinion. You know, spending a lot of time getting that first draft perfect and then they move on to what would it be? <laughs> Reading it. <laughs> Reading it. And then the, finally it's the, the third draft is, you know, fixing it up as far as grammar and spelling, punctuation. And then regret. You know, what have I done? People will judge me horribly. Okay. So... Uh, we have a transition between two scenes. Um, uh, the climax at the end of, say, these, you know, the third act structure for uh, a scene or a chapter, treating it like a short story, it it makes all of the successes and all the failures uh, as false like these mini climaxes and these mini crises uh, that they become false and so there's this constant movement of you know oh no it's the end of the world and you know all oh, things are looking really great uh, is that in imitation of life is art imitating life and it there is some truth there you know that we you know we do have successes and then just around the corner uh, there are failures and so this is my experience and say experience watching other people i'm just thinking of say marriages and there's this there's this hope Right? Things are going to work out and things are, it's going to be exactly what you wanted. And, and too, I'm sure there's, you know, some couples, all couple. So you get the best couple that I can think of. You know, but they were straight up and they said, good days, bad days. And, uh, you know, you go from the afterglow to the, uh, the you know, moments of stark reality. We build something up, we achieve goals, and then it's gone, right? It was about achieving, it wasn't about, you know, cultivating and continuing and, and nurturing. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, that unto itself becomes, you know, the next destination, how to keep things going. An old friend would... Um, we went through this process of relationships and at some point he picked up this um, advice, get a plant, take care of the plant. When you can keep the plant alive for a certain amount of time, <laughs> move on to a pet, take care of the pet, keep the pet alive. And then when you can do that, you can move on to um, a relationship or maybe the pet will be enough maybe the you know the dog the cat the bird whatever lizards fine what about spiders moss so i'm just walking by the the show off house which um, it's like it's you know it's all lit up there's something to be said for that. I mean, if you want to freak people out, but 
it's very much the front of the house. It's sort of on display. I think it's important too, obviously for this family, this need, the sort of the peacock thing with the, look at my feathers. And two, in contrast, it's just the front of the house as I'm walking by and it's not everything else. Okay, back to our topic. So, is that is it necessary to be conscious of three-act structures? And is it is it an activity similar to an orchestration, so or a um, a composition? Which is one thing that I wonder about. You gather, you gather together an orchestra, or even say an opera, and how much liberty do they have? Because say it's, you know, it's in a way it's kind of mechanical. Everything's in tune. Uh, start to start to play. If you're, if you're off, people notice. So is it, is it all about the skill of, you know, your timing is good, you know, your, your tuning is good, and you just have to um, serve, you know, you're just offering up these notes. What happens if you're if you're not of that mind, and two that say it could, that can be taken over to a um, a hip hop concert, say, and how important is it to how important is it to be accurate? You know, is are are people able to uh, you know flexibility? Can you I'm trying to think of the name for, say, when you do jazz. Is there improvisation? Can you jam? Which I think, that, you know, say, well, why not? You know, yeah, we're going to give you your favorite songs, but we're going to play with them. We're going to experiment. We're going to um, be creative with them. So there's something alive. Uh, is that part of the classical experience? Say if, you know, I'm going to go to see Mozart's magic flute, say, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, they're, all of a sudden they're jamming and, uh, <laughs> and uh, they go off and uh, there's all kinds of stuff happening. And then, and then they return to Mozart. Does the audience freak out? Is it kind of traditional? Right? Say that it has to be one way structurally, and that that it's almost ritualistic. I would even go so far to say it is ritualistic. You know, you're you're paying your ten percent at the door, and then worshiping at the altar of form and structure. I I really. And part of me really likes the idea that all scenes are, you know, all scenes must be dramatic, three-act structure, and that, you know, that there's no break in, you know, the hills and the valley. So we rise at the end of the scene. We have this, you know, the climax of the scene. And we move on to, you know, fall, and then we're, cresting into the next scene, you know, and then falling. And there's, there's something, it's like a sine wave, right? And it's just, it's constant. There's this rhythm going on. Oh, now we're moving into this idea of the, the rhythm of the writing. Pace, uh, I'll hear... I'll hear conversations about pacing. 
but not so much about rhythm. What happens if you set up a rhythmic structure of uh, hill, 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 valley, hill, valley, valley, valley? <laughs> and, and then you've got, you know, you continue doing that and you have variations that um, signify or symbolize the uh, almost like say a song like chorus, verse and then bridge and return to chorus and verse anyways uh, these are options why not play with that uh, because time <laughs> because you know I I want to crank out this stuff why are we talking about this this seems monotonous and uh, mind-numbing that behind the scenes there is this contemplation and Let's say for myself, I want as many options as I can get, right? So I have this arsenal of structure, right? Then I can go to my structure tools and go, okay. I was talking about chiasmus structure at least a couple weeks ago. And it's very cool. And as soon as I was reading about it, I was it was weird because it's taken so long to get here and yet I've read things that were written with this structure I've even studied things but, but I don't recall being told this is a chiasmus structure it really does make sense for me it really does make sense that there's the potential for a three act um, does it have to take like a lot of time and energy to do a three act. No, it doesn't have to take a lot. Maybe it's just the boredom of this is your 10th draft and you'd much rather move on and do something else. And so you start incorporating and looking for ways to freshen it up, even just for yourself. What if I, change all the points of view <laughs> what if my you know protagonist becomes a antagonist uh, so yeah so it becomes this act of exploration I guess I, I guess where to take it is uh, that in in the transition if we're just looking at the binary of hill versus valley Moss, what are you talking about? Okay, so the... In the three-act structure, in the second act, in the very middle of the second act, there's this high point. There's this feeling of success and uh, certainty. Right? Oh yeah, things are going well. In a tragic arc, this flips upside down. So rather than a success, it's a failure. Uh, it's a false failure. And this notion of success and failure. So success is the hill and then failure is the valley. Wonderful too, if somebody decides, oh, okay. So, you know, anytime there's a failure, I'm going to actually have it set, you know, that there's I don't know, a mountain range or something, or we're in a hilly sort of fantasy world, and so any kind of failure happens in these uh, valleys. The valleys of failure and the hills of success. It's a nice way of illustrating it. Why, thank you, Moss. Pat's on the back for you, Moss. Wow, we wouldn't think that we were disabled at this moment. And then I'll be swooped up and helicoptered off to 
Hollywood. And uh, there you go. So from the Fraser Valley of failure to, to the hill, the Hollywood hill of success. But I would be, of course, terribly unhappy. Uh, okay, so moving on to moving on to this question of hills and valleys. But real life is is not like that, you know. Say that we're going to have it's it, it's almost say binary. It's it's just too it's too simple. And, you know, why not a plateau, right? Or, you know, just a flat area that is neither. And uh, there's criticism there. Um, I, I'm just going to channel old instructors who said that, you know, it's, it's, about, it's about conflict. Uh, if nothing is happening, then it's boring. I kind of want to put that experience in the uh, midpoint, or sort of high up, and that there's this plateau where it, we have this illusion of, yeah, it's success, but we also have this illusion of uh, that, that nothing is happening in a sense. This sort of pause and... Uh, a chance to have conversations and you know that it's not hugely antagonist i think that the difference between say non-structure versus structure that you say an organic quality oneself or say others you know readers editors uh alpha reader whatever beta reader does it go gamma Alpha, beta, is it gamma next? That, that they would be able to say, oh well, this doesn't really feel right. You know, there's something that's maybe that the pattern is obvious. Like, you know, that people could sort of feel it, you know, and go, this is not, in a strange way, this is not natural. I'm just noticing my breath right now, breathing. And I you know that you know inhale versus exhale, there's a binary there. Um, but a lot of say nature goes un unquestioned. Uh, for example, say moving towards winter which is happening. Uh, but also that there's this fluctuation in, in whether it's not just this, you know, steady movement. Um, our weather, we have, we'll have warm days and then we'll have cooler days. And it'll be moving towards cooler and cooler at this time of year. But it's not, say, static where it's just, <laughs> it's like, you know, somebody throws the switch and suddenly it's just, you know, it's, it's cold. It's so, so cold that I was going to say it was blistering, but the opposite, you're getting uh, cold sores. That doesn't work. So what, what is the organic transition uh, between the two structures? Uh, hard and fast, if you're using 3x structure in your scenes, uh, it's, a, it's an obvious link. But I would go for, say, um, that's earlier on. Doing a first draft, rough, just whoosh, go through, it's done. And then, coming back to it, it's all about you know, okay, well, what's the structure? But then at the same time going, with having the liberty of saying, 
you know, I want, I want to rise. I want to have, you know, several scenes of success, and then I'm going to flip it upside down, and I'm going to do uh, a tragic scene. And uh, so spice it up. So there's this variation in the screenwriting manual that I use, uh, which is, I think it's Jeffrey Sketcher's uh, My Story Can Beat Up Your Story, which, <laughs> and it feels it features this like tough, like tough looking little kid. But uh, anyways, the, the, the title aside, this kind of bullying title aside, sorry, Jeffrey, that's okay, boss. Uh, it, it speaks of the second act, and this is, say, screenplay, but you, you, you can still apply it to a nice, tight... Um, structure for a short story. And once again, we're in the territory of, well, that's a lot of work. <laughs> that's a lot of work to put into a, you know, a short story. But do you want to make the sale? And do you want to hit the reader uh, hard and fast and have them go, oh my gosh, I, you know, I want more. And then, of course, you say, well, you're going to have to wait a long time. Come on, boss, cash in. Come on, dear listener, cash in. Okay. There is something kind of devastating as well, that these two styles of writing with one of them as quality versus the other quantity and um, blowing blowing the other out of the water so my mind is <laughs> sort of, it's like yeah yeah but money money uh, you write something you know really deep and really powerful you know a lot of time put into it energy uh, and in my mind I'm going but that's going to sell better isn't it it's going to be it's going to have a longer life longer shelf life uh, you know post post uh, creative author writer whatever team and yet you know picking up these books that are they're okay but they lack development and say coasting off of previous success you know we need another novel you know this year right we don't can't we're not going to wait okay <laughs> and two I don't I don't have the luxury, so, you know, that's not, uh, it's not my cup of tea. Okay. So we're, where are we? Yeah. Episode, what are we doing? We are definitely moving towards the crisis of this episode. So we've crested, now we are falling into the pit of structuralism so I, th I think it's a kind of escape that say like say for me right now I'm I'm returning to uh, outline I'm returning to a super outline and lots of variety and lots of um, frilly bits, like very have fjord, right? It's like fjords, Nordic fjords. 
and that's fine and everything, but I'm really what I'm doing is I'm avoiding the the central problem. I'm avoiding uh, my character's identity, my character's uh, and two in both senses. I'm avoiding what I need to work on and channeling that through my character. Good Lord, Moss, why would you do such a thing? Uh, it just makes a lot of sense to, to bring yourself to the work. Uh, it's unavoidable. And yet, you know, say, I notice it in my work. I notice it in other work. Uh, say, it's like we're seeking escapism. <laughs> and uh, it's, and yet we are, you know, we are it. We are the escapism. And yet not, of course. It's, it's just this activity, you know, this reflection. But uh, it, I guess it's like a self-portrait or a selfie that's taking forever. <laughs> That'd be interesting. In the future, novels are just very long selfies. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Now we're moving to that angle. And now this angle. Change the lighting. Maybe throw on some soundtrack. Okay. Um, crisis. Crisis of this episode. We're talking about transitions. We're talking about the bridge between them. The potential for a variety. Um, the potential for v rhythm. Uh, the, the difference is, say, uh, conversations about, well, what is, what is a poem? Is poem uh, rhythmic? Is, is it a song? Uh, and, and there it is. It's the great division of what, what is it? I was hearing yesterday a uh, video somebody's reading um, poetry there's this illustration in a book and I believe it's the illustrator who's re reading this these poems that are important to him uh, older guy perhaps British but I heard the musicality of it say I, I heard rhythm and I, I felt this envy going, oh, you know, uh, failed poet that I am. But, but I, I have slept on that hill and returned. Moss, what does that mean? There's this tradition, this, this sort of uh, folklore. I think it's in Wales and there's this special mountain and so poets artists creatives will go and sleep on the mountain and uh, they're either inspired or driven mad and there's the sort of contrast between uh, it's like well is 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 there any difference between the two it's uh I keep ending up sort of that it's a kind of shamanic act. And then, of course, and then you take it to, to town and you sell it. <laughs> and that somehow it sort of ceases to become so, um, you know, potent and powerful. And it's just product. So all, all of this is going on in the transition between, between these two points. Uh, I found myself knowing in a manuscript that a scene requires work, there's something wrong. Or say I've been told by the agent uh, back 
way back when said uh, a number of times, it's like, okay, well, this needs work. There was this dining scene. It was like supper. And, you know, I would kept sending it back and, you know, getting, okay, it's a little better, but it still needs work. And so for me, it was apl- about applying this three-act structure. And, uh, uh, why? Because I'd really sort of reached, uh, I reached the end of a, of a natural and organic sifting process going through it. I just blind or whatever. I just, you know, I can't see it. So I'll bring out, bring out some tools and work on that. So that's for the scene. But in talking about the transition between two, I like I like the rhythm. I like the notion that there's this um, rising and falling, like a heartbeat. I do like that. But there's more too, obviously. And now I will sort of make the, as we move into the third act of this episode, I will expound. (laughs) Say right now, I have a heartbeat, right? I have this rhythm. And yes, of course, it might speed up and slow down, but it's it's basically this binary of uh, squeeze and then let go, squeeze and let go hills and the valleys as I'm as that's happening there's another uh, more difficult I think this is actually part of the um, this this is more sort of part of the crisis as uh, of this episode because it's it's this complication it's a very complicated way to look at it cool, but complicated, that we have different storylines and, say, different layers within a scene. Uh, That it's not, say, it's not just one thing that's happening. There's a multitude of things going on. Um, We have the point of view character, if you're going to subscribe to not head head hopping. It's very interesting. I'm smelling coffee right now. Good morning. Okay, so we have our heartbeat, but then we have the speaking. Uh, we ha- and and then I'd like to add on to it a third storyline, which is the the thoughts of the. Um, Uh, point of view character. So there's conversation going on in the scene. So Moss, what is the heartbeat? <laughs> if if uh, if there is that, yeah. And two, we could we could say pacing, right? That the heartbeat is pacing. I guess. Definitely um, emotional. This. And, and then getting back to this notion of power, that that is contest of power, who has the power, uh, what do people want? It's such a weird thing to get into, to be examining. It's also connected to one's own uh, aspirations or desire. Um, But we are, we are saddled with this question of, okay, you know, if you're ending on a high note, you know, what is going to come after? The expectation, I, I want to argue, the expectation is that we're cresting the hill and um, going into the next scene. That's the expectation. Going against expectation, 
uh, we'll have you know, a shock. For some reason I'm thinking of Alfred Hitchcock uh, killing one of the, killing the main character, right? You're expecting to follow the main character through all the way to the end. But no, <laughs> it's like, yeah, whoosh, main character is gone. So there, there is, of course, there's room for that. I, I like hearing about, say, people talking um, about, say, generation. They're not saying it, but they're saying, you know, there's something wrong with the, che the kids these days, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening again. You know, and... Do people hear what they're saying? Or say, you know, oh, I'll go, oh, is that, you know, is that this generation's Elvis Presley or Beatles or um, Chuck Berry or, oh, let's see. <laughs> Sorry, Sumi Cho. She's, you know, Korean opera singer. Uh... Sorry. Well, I was I was trying to go back in time, and I have this sort of limited repertoire. <clears throat> Diana Ross. Who else? Buffy Saint Marie. Ah. Strange weather this morning. Like I mean, it's clear sky, but it's chilly. It's got. The, um, I guess it's because it's just right before the sun comes up. So there's this sort of mishmash of temperature and uh, lighting. The street lamps, we have this orange street lamps. And suddenly it's obvious against this lightning, this lighter sky, blue. Trees are revealing their their bark is partially covered in lichen. Um, right, so we're moving towards the finale, and uh, as I'm sort of saying, well, what you know, what if this? I'm going, of course. We can do whatever we want. Um, and yet, it's in the service of what we are writing and editing, publishing. So, that's the, the ultimate question is, you know, does it serve? Does it provide the experience that we're going for? Uh, does it miss the mark? Is it falling flat? One of the cool things in development uh, is, is say, the changing, the changing of the guard, the changing of the manuscript, that you could, say, swap something out. It doesn't work, so you can sort of swap something back in. I just saw a synopsis for um, Patrick local writer and I've had the honor of checking out his work and saw the synopsis and I had this moment of oh my gosh it depends on who sees the synopsis that there's going to be some people that go you know oh you know that's not good and then the other people will say oh well this is really cool so I had this moment of uh it's about action. It's about getting stuff out there. And how does this, how does this connect? <laughs> Early morning birds. The birds are waking up. 
I think too, say, part of it is, as I mentioned before, is that um, you can you can make something complicated overcomplicate something. And uh, the majority of all of this gets buried. Uh, the beautiful thing is, say, when somebody notices, you know, say, I'll pick up something and I'll see, I'll know the amount of work that has gone into it uh, by what I don't see, which is, which is weird. It's like, well, yeah, couldn't you just, you know, do a first draft and that, you know, <laughs> just pretend. So it's something, uh, say, that is natural for us that we, in the first draft, that we will put things in just naturally. Uh, whereas, say, that, you know, that the editor is going to take it out. Well, can't we edit in the first draft right away? Uh, it's, it's about the development. And it's in looking at this transition between two scenes. It's about asking this, about asking the question and revisiting it. You know, is it working? Is there some way to do this better? You know, I've made one change over here. Now that influences this point of transition. Uh, I do like the idea of expectation and then subverting expectation and then we're going back so that we're you know constantly there's a way of exercising where there's I think it's muscle memory and then if you quickly go the other way you know you're exercising the muscle in um, a new way so that it doesn't have time to uh, adapt and oh well you know this is the you know this is the shape I'm supposed to take. I think this was yeah bulking up for a Hollywood movie, getting everybody was getting sort of big and bulky. And so, as we stand upon the precipice of of the uh, of the climax, the denouement. Um, it's uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, and so that's that's something to uh, I hope you keep in mind. I hope you think about. It's uh, easy to live in a fantasy. And it's it's easy to to live in that kind of invented space and uh, you say, you know, uh, how to subvert that. There's the crescent moon, looking very boatish or Cheshire grin. So famous last words on transition. I'm I, I thinking of an example in film of a smash cut that in transition say that you, you can fade out and then fade back in. I'm going back to the Star Wars, the first Star Wars movie and the, the transition, like there were swipes and um, there were other things going on. I remember the first time I saw it just going, you know, sort of noticing, right? Going, wow, right? There's this movement and uh, things are not just, you know, we don't sort of, you know, cut and then go to the next thing, which in my mind is a jump cut. But say in, in the editing, uh, there, there is an interpretation. So where we start off versus where we start, you know, end up, that there's this opportunity to in, in a way it's an opportunity to reinvent you know yeah sure we invented a wheel 
but you know by the end we have a full-blown car um so there's that potential and on that note i shall bid you adieu farewell take care